0: This is Be Money Simple, where we make money simple so you can become rich and wealthy. Remember, I'm not an investment advisor. Please consult with your investment professionals before you make any changes to your portfolio. This is Be Money Simple, where we start building your knowledge to build your wealth. Welcome to this podcast. Just a quick update. I know last time I had been talking about having covid and uh, just to let you know, it cleared up after about three or four days. Uh, Smell came back quickly. Um, yeah, so it was uh, like a sort of a mid-nasty cold, not that difficult. What was strange about this one was the lack of appetite for uh, a couple of days. But now that's all gone and back at it. So today it's kind of a strange podcast because I didn't think I'd find anything that I'd be interested in. But when... Uh, a couple of banks started really really looking juicy I, I had to dig in and just see what was going on and um, sure enough these two are on my list um, as you know if you follow the podcast I'm primarily in European residential REIT when it comes to public equities but I'm also into a little bit of dream residential not too much just nibbling away I sold all my relic as I talked about in a podcast sadly after some stuff that happened I'm not happy with so I just you know got out and so when I saw these numbers and I started digging deeper I realized that there's two fairly you know we think of the honeybees and the first rule is don't lose don't um the first rule is to survive you don't want to be gone off the planet and so I started looking at these these two banks as another part of that kind of survival strategy. And I'll, I'll discuss them and I'll compare them to one bank I don't own, uh, BMO. So I, I look at some pretty basic kinds of things it just just overall, banks are pretty cool in Canada because they they, they really have a, you know a monopoly, uh, even though they compete against each other. I'm not sure because rates are pretty much the same across all of them, but they have a protected, strong barrier to entry. Uh, you and I couldn't just wake up tomorrow and say let's start a bank it's not going to happen here in Canada. They have significant government backing so if a bank were to go under which I don't think has ever happened in the history of Canada trust companies have but true banks have not. Uh, The loans are generally guaranteed in the sense of when they when you take out a GIC or an investment certificate up to a hundred thousand is guaranteed by the government. Uh, So Canadians have confidence in their banks to the point where they blindly use them continually, regardless of the fees and all the other things that happen. So banks really have a incredible opportunity to just continue to generate cash. The other part that I, well, there's a lot of things, but one of the things I really find fascinating too, for example, is that banks don't need the money to loan you the money. So let's say uh, you want a $100,000 loan. Oh, Let's say you want a $300,000 loan to buy investment property. The bank doesn't have to have the three hundred thousand dollars to loan you. It's a it's a digital transaction. Some say they need to have thirty. But in Canada, according to what my research shows, there's really no defined ratio. Although I believe the government puts pressure on them to show what their ratios are. Now, let's assume for a minute it's ten percent, which is really high, which I don't believe happens, but let's assume. So they need to have thirty to loan you three hundred. Wow. Talk about leverage. Um, Now, if you go to a bank, uh, now that's about a uh, 90% leverage, meaning they don't have 90% of the money they're loaning you. If you go to a bank and you want that $300,000 mortgage, um, they're going to tell you to put a down payment down. It's not going to be 10%. It's going to be at least 20% or more. Now think about it. They can take that money and they can turn around and they can loan it out. They can loan out the sixty thousand you give them uh, on a mortgage for six hundred thousand. And it just goes on. So that's pretty incredible. The the second part that banks are doing now because of uh, what they talk about is their fears. Let's say a bank has a really good quarter and they make, I don't know, a billion dollars, which is nothing for these banks to make every three months. Um, the bank can say, you know, I'm a little worried about the um, loans we have out there and the way the economy's going. So we're going to do what's called a loan loss provision. And the best way to look at that is, let's say you're, you made fifty thousand, let's say you made seventy five thousand dollars last year. If at income tax time you said, you know, I made seventy five thousand dollars, but I really think that I might have a rough year next year. So I'm going to do a provision for my life loss of income. And I'm gonna put in another account that you can then deduct from your income and not pay taxes on. So it's it's just a accounting finangle that only banks have. So the banks put in what are called loan loss provisions so that should someone not pay a mortgage, they have the money in a bank account somewhere to pay it down. So, so last quarter, for example, Bank of Nova Scotia, which is one of the stars I've got right now, they in the last three months, in the last quarter, they indicated an $800 million loan loss provision that they subtracted directly from their income from that quarter, which means they're not paying taxes on it. For Bank of Montreal, it was close to $500 million, And for Laurentian Bank, which is my other buy, which I've talked about forever, is 80 million because it's a smaller bank, much smaller. So my two, the two banks that I've kind of fallen for are Bank of Nova Scotia and Laurentian Bank. So I'm starting to nibble on them. The price to book, so the actual selling price to what the value is supposed to be for each is as follows. For the Bank of Nova Scotia, it's 0.98. So 98%. You'd be paying ninety-eight percent of the value of BNS on a fire sale. Laurentian Bank is forty-one percent, so you're paying forty-one cents on the dollar, basically. Bank of Montreal right now is at a dollar four per dollar. You're you're going to pay a dollar four for every dollar of value. So obviously, if you look at those two, Laurentian Bank is a screaming, screaming as Warren Buffett calls cigar butt, uh, cheap sitting there because of some things that have happened. Now, let's look at the dividend, what it's going to pay you. Uh, Bank of Montreal right now at this price pays $5.71, Bank of Nova Scotia 7, sorry, percent. Bank of Nova Scotia 7.65 percent and Laurentian Bank 744 percent. Now, an interesting little analysis you can do is if if you plug in income tax calculator in Google, Uh, You can type in wherever you live in in Canada, for example. You can type in the province and type in various income scenarios to see how much taxes you're paying. What I find absolutely fascinating is that if you had $50,000 in dividend income, let's say you have a retirement plan, whatever, but it's not in a registered retirement plan. It's not in any kind of tax protection. You're going to make $50,000 a year in dividend. According to these calculations, you would pay $600 total in taxes on a $50,000 dividend from eligible dividends. If you were to make that from a regular job or interest only, you'd be looking at about $11,000 in taxes. More depending on where you live as far as provinces go. So that's 7.65 that Bank of Nova Scotia is paying in a dividend is huge compared to any return you're going to get on a bond or a GIC because if it's outside of any kind of rep- retirement plan, it, it's treated really incredibly as far as taxes go. Laurentian Bank is 7.44%, as I said, and Bank of Montreal is 5.71%. Now the price variation. Bank of Nova Scotia has fluctuated from $55 to $91. It's around 56 right now. Bank of Montreal from $106 to $152. And Laurentian Bank from $25 to $46. And Laurentian Bank is right around $25 now. It was supposedly going through a review to be sold. And the price shot up to, I believe, close to $40. But when that, everybody said no and no one wanted to buy them, went back down to $25. Bucks. Now when it comes to paying out the dividends, what percent of the actual profits did the company give you back in dividends? Bank of Nova Scotia was 65% of their profits, BMO 56% and Laurentian Bank 41%. So they all have a lot of room to keep paying you, uh, to just keep paying you the money that they want to give you in dividends. So how big are these banks? Look at the branch numbers, which I find fascinating. So Bank of Nova Scotia has 900 branches. Bank of Montreal 800 and Laurentian Bank just 24. Now, if you look at the comparison in market cap, meaning if you took all of the shares that that are available, um, the market cap for BNS is 67 billion. Bank of Montreal 73 billion and Laurentian Bank just 1.1 billion dollars. So it's a small bank, Laurentian Bank. So as I go through this grind, I say to myself, okay, let's think of some of the rules of the beehive. One is the idea of survival. I remember when we had the last financial crisis in 2008, I was in some Bank of Montreal because I bought it at a very low price. And when there's all this pressure, Uh, to sell because the world's coming to an end. I remember I got in my car and I drove to the local bank and it was still sitting there and people were going in and out paying their fees and it's a very stable kind of business here in Canada. Um, There are all kinds of other reasons why it might be a good idea but for me um, I'm adding these two to my list Bank of Nova Scotia and Laurentian Bank outside of any kind of registered or retirement plan. So to summarize what I have in the portfolio right now is European residential REIT which is about ninety percent or more <laughs> um, dream residential which is a very small part and now I'm starting to nibble at Bank of Nova Scotia and Bank of sorry, Laurentian Bank. That's what I'm doing and that's why I'm doing it. So I'm falling in love with these two banks and have a look, maybe you will too. You have a great day and we'll talk soon. To learn more about how honeybees can help you in your investing and personal life, go to investlikeahoneybee.com. There you'll learn how listening to the honeybees helped us in so many ways and can help you. investlikeahoneybee.com